This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Welcome to How Gen Y Buy. Each week, we speak to everyday Australians to discover the unique ways in which they are entering the property market. Learn how Gen Y are beating the odds and getting their foot on the property ladder with your host, Nathan Smith, the Managing Director and Mortgage Broker at Birdie Wealth. Welcome back to another episode of How Gen Y Buy. I'm your host, Nathan Smith. So this week we have Nicole joining us. Uh, She was able to buy a property at 23 years of age uh, on her own. And uh, we're going to talk to her a bit about her story. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Now, uh, you bought a property five years ago now. Yes. Uh, Bought that in Miranda. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to buy a property? Um, Well, I had the money sitting there. I have been saving since I was 16. Well, I started working full-time when I was about 16. Yeah. Um, And I wasn't particularly saving for a property, but it's always something I kind of had in mind, you know, being, you know, young and thinking – Ahead. So was it just a habit you developed to put money aside? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I always wanted, like, I always had a goal to sort of save a certain amount of money per week. Yes. Uh, and I tried to stick to that goal and, yeah. That's great. So the way you were saving money, this is really important because uh, the way you're saving money is certainly the, the advice that I would give to somebody. Mm-hmm. You had decided on a set amount to put aside every week and you were putting that money away first. Yes. And then spending the remainder yeah. of the pay? So pretty much whatever I had left over was sort of my play money. And every now and again, you know, I might have dipped into it if I wanted something specific that was more expensive or whatever. But mainly I tried to save. I think at that stage it was maybe a thousand dollars of maybe a thousand dollars a month. Okay. It was a while ago now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it might have been about a thousand dollars a month. I made sure I had that and then the rest of my pay was in another account that I could just use if I needed it. Sure. Now, the thing I like about that is even though you would sometimes dip in to go and spend that money, you had to make a conscious decision to actually spend that money. Yes. Yeah. It was only if it was more important. Yeah. So, so often I see people who are trying to save for a property and they're saying, we're just not getting ahead. We're not saving the money we need to save. And what they're doing is they're spending throughout the week. They're paying all their bills for the week. And then they look into their account on Sunday night and say, well, what, whatever's left over, I'll just transfer that yeah. across. Yeah, it just doesn't work. So that money you're putting away, you were moving that into a completely separate account from your everyday banking? Yeah, so I actually had an account which gave me higher interest because back in those days yes. it was at 6 point something percent interest. So I was getting all this money on it as well. Um, and from memory, it was a bonus saver. So if you didn't touch it for a certain amount of time, you got bonus interest on top of that as well. So I was just putting as much as I can into that to get the interest. Perfect. And I, I still think those accounts are available now. There's mm-hmm. certainly ones where they incentivize you to not touch the money, pay a certain amount per week yep. and leave that cash alone. So mm-hmm. that process seemed to work for you. Yep. Was it automated in any way or were you just doing the transfer no I was just doing it I just yeah so my pay went in on a certain day and then I think it was the next day I'd go in and go okay cool I'll transfer 500 or whatever and then keep the rest in my as play money pretty much yeah so you've got some cash together and you decide you want to get it out of your account now you've saved a a good deposit you want to move that money and and purchase a property so that was the idea behind it Mm -hmm. what were your first steps do you remember about going about uh 
organizing to buy a property? Well, at first I was just looking online, you know, got online and checked out some yes. property. I only viewed the one that I bought. Really? I never went to any other open houses. Um, I looked at a few online and I couldn't afford a lot because yes. I was on my own and I knew I didn't want to get into a giant loan because yeah. I wanted to be able to still be able to live comfortably. Yeah. And then this particular property actually, when I first looked at it, my mum was like, oh, no, nah, you don't want that one, it's, right. you know. So, and I was looking at it and I was umming and ahhing about it and I thought, oh, do I want to buy a one-bedroom? Do I want to try and buy a two, you know? First of all, I was thinking about it more for investment than living in. Um, so I was looking at places like Cronulla, even Bondi, Manly, places near the water that I thought would get good rental return. Yes. And then I thought, you know, I was getting a bit older and I thought, well, you know, I might want to live in it and I knew I didn't want to live Bondi, Manly. I wanted to live up here in the yes. Shire somewhere. Um, and this one in Miranda popped up and I kind of looked at it and I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's affordable. Yeah. It seemed quite nice. Um but mum talked me out of it to start with. She, she was like, oh, no, 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 you don't you don't want that one. You know? So what was your criteria when you were looking for a property? Oh, at the start, I wanted something nice. I didn't want to have to do too much renovations to yes. it, all about something nice and easy. And this place seemed like it had all of that. Yeah. Um, Certainly livable, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was livable. Um, when I first moved in, I did change the carpet. It was the first thing to go. I put new carpet in. Um, I actually rented it out for the first eight months. Yes. Um, I didn't touch it. So it was fine for the renters to come in, and I obviously didn't want to put anything new in it while it was being rented in case they destroyed it. So for the first eight months, it just stayed as it was. And then when I decided to move in, I painted the wall and I changed the carpets, and that was it. That's all that needed doing. Perfect. And since then, you've continued to do renovations on the property. Yes. So I know we, we spoke just before uh, before we turned on the microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great photo of you and your sister <laughs> ripping tiles off a wall. So in the kitchen. Yeah. So forget the tradies. You've got gone and done it. it yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. As much money as you can save. You know, it was just. The tiles didn't come off as easily as we'd hoped, (laughs) so we had the jackhammer out and we were, yeah, we got all the tiles off the wall. It took a long time because I wanted a mirror splashback. Yes. And they told me the walls needed to be perfectly smooth. Right. So the tiles came off all right, but there was a lot of tile glue. So we had to get the jackhammer in and jackhammer all the glue off all the the walls. So, yeah, it was was hard work. Yeah. Rewarding, I guess, now, isn't it? It was very rewarding. It saved me a lot of money um, doing it that way. Yeah, and I just had my um, plumber in earlier talking about the bathroom, which is the next step. the next project. Yeah, and that'll be, again, probably knocking all the tiles off myself and doing as much as I can to sort of save. So this first property you you bought is not the dream home? No. It's not uh, the same style of property you grew up in even? No, not even close. That's right. Mm. So you've obviously chosen the one better, and that was that an affordability point? Yeah. Well, yeah. In this area, it sort of was, um, and it was. It's a nice size too. The bedroom's quite large. The living room is large. Uh, it's got a laundry in the bathroom, so yes. it's a two in one. But it's a decent size. It's not pokey, so I don't feel cramped. Even though it's only one bedroom, it's quite spacious and yeah. quite open. It's got high ceilings, which makes it, you know. Bigger. Doesn't feels feels bigger. Doesn't feel yeah. as cramped in. Yeah. yeah so I, I quite often talk to clients when they're looking at the difference between one and two betters mm-hmm. and which choice is best for them. Yeah. Um, sometimes that choice is made for them, mm-hmm. as it was in, in your yeah. particular circumstance where the two betters were just out of that price point or would stretch you too far. Yeah. Um, you wanted something that was affordable that you could pay extra payments and clear off fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing with two betters I think just to be conscious of, and you've done it 
whether consciously or subconsciously with your particular property is one bedroom properties tend to appeal to young professionals like yourself, whether yeah. they're single or a couple. So you need to have a think about what style of uh, what other amenities those type of people would want. Yes. And you've done that again, mm-hmm. whether consciously or subconsciously. Mm. You're close to a really big Westfield there, so you've got all the shopping facilities. You've now got the restaurants. There's mm-hmm. been a major renovation on the one you've done, which has really helped and, and promoted your property. Yeah. Um, close to transport's key because, again, yep. most young professionals are working in the CBD, um, and like yourself, you're having to do that commute. Yeah. Uh, so they're the kind of things that you need to be looking for. So with the one better, I find there is just a few more criteria just to cover off on and make sure that you do get that right property yep. uh, because – uh, the benefit is obviously the low price point, uh, but you are a little bit restricted with who will then buy your property. Yeah. Um, you're not going to have a family buy your no, property. Exactly. Obviously. We're yeah. just uh, joking about that off there. Mm. Um, you are going to be looking for singles and couples who are going to be buying that property, so it does have to have those good facilities. Yes. Now, you bought five years ago. Mm-hmm. Do you remember back then what was the talk about property in general? Do you remember what your friends were saying or what the media was saying about property? I feel like I thought it was about to go up. I thought it was about to rise, and I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get in before it did. I also was paying a lot of tax on the interest, so that was another reason I wanted to clear the money out of my account and put it into something, whether it be investment or personal to live in. Yes. Um, My sisters had only recently both bought houses within probably that year or the year before sort of thing, and I kind of just wanted to... Following their footsteps. None of my friends had property at that stage. I think one of them did. She was living with her boyfriend slash fiancé at the time. Um, That was his property. But apart from that, none of my other friends had any property. They were all travelling and doing all the stuff young people should do. But I just wanted wanted the property. I wanted the... The start. So you wanted to get started. So your family yep. was obviously some sort of influence on that because you see yeah. your sisters doing the same yep. sort of thing and you even had your sister in there jackhammering walls mm-hmm. with you, which is great. Yep. <laughs> um, so do you feel looking back now, five years on, you were 23 at the time and like you said, friends travelling, friends uh, going out, was there compromises you had to make in order to get that property? Do you feel like you missed out? Uh, no. I, I'm not a big drinker, yeah. so even when I did go out with my friends, I was always the driver drinking yes. water, so that saved me a lot of money over yes. them. Um, Travel-wise, have you traveled? A lot. I went to Europe the year after I bought okay. my property, yeah. so I rented it out, as I said, for the first eight months, moved in, and then I oh, so I probably went to Europe a year after I was living in it, so right. I just saved up again. Yes. Because luckily my mortgage wasn't huge because yes. it's only the one better. Yeah. It gave me that affordability to save enough money and I did a, a month in Europe with one of my sisters. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So perhaps it's not a uh, a trip every year or two years. It's no. a trip every five years. Yeah, or a big one. Yeah. yeah. Like I've had little ones here and there. I go to Queensland, down to Melbourne. I've got family yeah. in Melbourne, so we go down there quite a lot. But, yeah, big overseas trips, obviously I've only done the one. Uh, I've got another – I'm going to Hawaii at the end of this year. Perfect. So, and probably maybe do Europe again next year. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Excellent. So you're, you're out hunting for property. The very first property you've walked through, you you have liked the feel of the property. Yeah. Uh, even though mum's saying, don't buy this one, keep looking. Was it, uh, was it difficult to commit to that property seeing it was the very first one you've walked through? Uh, 
No, not not for me. Mm. I just kind of walked in and had my sister with me um, and we walked through and it had everything I needed, everything I wanted. And I kind of had a bit of a look around and went, oh, you know, I could do the kitchen, I could do the bath, I could do these things up, but they don't need to be done right away. Yes, and it was perfect. It was, like you said, close to Westfield, right across the road from Coles, uh, right near the train station. It's about a seven-minute walk to the station. It was just in the perfect spot. It was in my price range and I could see myself living there. So there really was no hesitation for me. I just went for it. So, yeah, because like you said, there was – there was potentially an investment portion to this property, but as you said, you also wanted something that would fit your lifestyle yes. as well. As far as the process of actually buying a home, was that confusing as a first home by going through those stages? Um, no, not really. I mean, I had you, yes. <laughs> which yes. you helped me out quite a lot, and because my sisters had been through it. I kind of had their help as well. They were um, you through that process. Yeah, so I actually found it all quite easy. Yeah. Um, I didn't obviously do it on my own. You gave me a lot of guidance. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it wasn't so too So you bad. had that right team around you again. We speak about this quite often about surrounding yourself with that right team, having a, a broker to walk you through that process, having a, a good conveyance or a solicitor to look over the yeah. contracts and, and keeping that network nice and tight. Yeah. Do you remember putting the offer in? I put in an offer 10000 under what they wanted. Yeah. Um, the, the property actually when I walked – well, when I applied, I think it was, I emailed the um, real estate agent and he said it had just been sold. So I was a bit disappointed about yeah. that. And then he rang me only a couple of days later and said the offer's fallen through, they don't oh. want it anymore, it's yours if you want it. Um, he said that they bought it for three twenty, dollars and it was advertised for three forty. dollars Yes. And I offered 310 and I said, that's that's all I've got. I've got no more money than that. Just trying to push it down, see if I could push it down anymore. And he said to me, I'm really, really sorry, but 320, that's it. That's all. So I went, okay, I'll see what I can do. And then I waited maybe an hour and then I called him back and I'm like, okay, fine, I'll take it. <laughs> right. Put the offer in. Um, and uh, did you put the offer in and then they came back to you and told you that it was accepted? Yes, he called me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the phone call? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty happy. Great I was moment. pretty excited. Yeah. Was there any buyer's remorse all of it? Like over that next period of time, you've suddenly got the offer and then you go, have I jumped too early? Did I pay the right price? Um, no. The, the real estate agent, he was really nice. You know how some of them are a bit, uh, yeah. he was lovely and he seemed really genuine. Look, he could be a great actor, but as far as I'm concerned, he was just a really lovely guy. He actually yeah. still sends me. Christmas cards in the mail yeah, five excellent. years on. Um, yeah, and, yeah, he seemed pretty genuine that they, they couldn't take any lower than the price, and I thought I was getting a pretty good deal. There was nothing else around for that kind of money. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I was I was pretty excited, Straight. pretty happy about it. Yep. Well, it's certainly, it's contrasting. We had, a, uh, we had a, a guy on a couple of weeks ago and spoke through his situation, and his was about three and a half years to buy a property. So certainly a contradiction mm-hmm. going to your very first property and finding it straight away. Yeah. Um, now, you bought your property through a private treaty. It wasn't an auction no. at all. So yeah. you put your offer in, your offer was accepted. Yeah. Um, then you entered into that cooling off period. Mm-hmm. Uh, six weeks later, you uh, received the keys for the property, mm-hmm. but you decided to rent it out initially. Yes. Why was um, Just to save up a bit of money, I put everything I had. I wanted the 20% deposit and I just had enough for the 20%. Um, 
So I didn't need to move out right away. I lived with my parents. It was rent-free. I was in a good spot. I didn't need to move, so I rented it for as long as I could. I needed to get in within the first year for the first home buyers. Yes. Uh, so I, I gave him notice to move out. I wanted to give him more notice because it was around Christmas because I think I bought in around January and I didn't want to kick him out. Just before Christmas. Christmas. So I gave him notice in about, I think it was in about um, October, November ish. I gave him the notice and said, look, you know, you can leave anytime from now, but I need you out by this date. And he chose to leave pretty much straight away. So I was in the position to move in. So I did. Fantastic. Excellent. So the idea behind that was just to. I guess build that buffer back up. Make sure you've yeah. got a bit of padding before uh, before moving into yeah. the property. Yeah, so I spent pretty much everything I had, and I knew when I moved in, I'd need everything. I'd need furniture and all of that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to save enough, and living at home for the extra eight months gave, gave me you that buffer. Yeah, yeah, which I think is good advice too. There um, is. Some things were unpredictable. I mean, in your particular circumstances, it doesn't seem to be anything that happened after you bought the property that was untoward, but mm-hmm. things can happen. Yep. There can be things on the property that aren't quite what you thought they were when you bought it. Yep. You might have uh, issues with your own personal income, changes to jobs or, or loss of income, personal injury. So to build that buffer back up was, um, yeah, certainly a, a sensible way of doing it before jumping in. Yep. So what's next? A house. A house. <laughs> Hopefully the dream. Quarter acre block. Yes. A house or a townhouse. Just something something we can have kids in pretty much. So you've got a partner now and now you're looking further at that next step and next part of your life. Yes. And thinking where can you live in a property that's going to suit you over that next kind of uh, milestone. And when you you do upgrade, your your intention, I guess, is to keep the – Property as yes, an investment definitely. property. Yeah. yeah. That's my goal. Yeah. Um, I've said to my partner, you need to buy something soon. Yes. <laughs> buy something that we can live in, but for now rent it. I want him to buy it, have it rented. We can live in the unit as long as we can, and then I just want to swap. Great. And yeah. rent the unit out Fantastic. and live in the house slash townhouse. That's, that's our plan anyway. Perfect. So looking at something that you don't necessarily need from a – a size point or family dynamic at the moment, mm-hmm. but you're thinking of something that over that next five, ten year period is going to be something you you can move across and you can grow into yeah. that particular property. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Look, uh, thanks very much for coming in. Some really good takeaways from today. Yes. Buying a property at 23 is a great achievement. Uh, having to think about looking at a property that fit your budget now well within your budget's really good advice and building that buffer back in before you go Mm -hmm. and move into the property is another really good takeaway I've got from that. Four first home buyers, they're now coming into the market at the moment. What key piece of advice have you got for them? If you can live at home, if you can buy something and rent it and live at home and save as much as you can, that would be my advice. I found that really, really helpful. Take advantage of the first home buyer's if you can, uh, they obviously don't have what I, I got the seven and a half thousand. They don't have that anymore, but they do have the no stamp duty up to I think it's six fifty. Yes, um, definitely take advantage of that if you can because it's it saves you a lot and it's yeah it's very. Fantastic. Yeah, so that's good advice. Minimise all your costs if mm-hmm. you can. So, like you said, uh, uh, if you can have if you have the option to stay at home, you can do that. That's really good advice. Yep. Uh, one thing I noted with you. Uh, back then but also nowadays as you've kept your other personal expenses really low there's no lavish personal loans there's no $65,000 cars it's all keeping that personal expense low which has allowed you to get into the property yeah it's worth it in the end 
I, I my car doesn't start some days, <laughs> but it's it's worth it to have the property. Look, cars go down in value. And designer clothes, you don't need designer clothes. You don't yes. need to go and drink yourself stupid every week. Yes, it just the property is where the money's at. It's, it goes up, and nothing else does. So yeah, definitely put your money into property if you can. Perfect. Thanks very much for coming in. No worries. Thanks for having me. It's another episode of How Jim My Buy. We'll be back in another fortnight. This podcast is for general information only. It contains brief comments not intended to be the basis for decision making, nor to be taken as a substitute for specific advice. Please contact Birdie Wealth to discuss any matters that may be relevant to your individual situation. For more information, go to www.birdiewealth.com.au.